Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cloud 8 podcast. My name is May, and I am your host <laughs> of this podcast. Um, I'm going to start by kind of explaining what my intention is behind this podcast. Um, actually, I got the idea for it probably maybe four months ago. It was sometime in October. Um, and I actually ended up starting the podcast and I recorded maybe like five or six episodes over the course of like a couple months. And I decided to start from scratch here because I, I don't know, I just, I wasn't, what I had initially recorded was not what I wanted this podcast to be. And so I'm starting fresh and this is my official first episode. So, um, like I was saying, the reason I started this podcast was with the intention of kind of just talking my thoughts out and, um, diving deeper into the essence of being and just how frequently (laughs) the mind and the ego can take over being and kind of run your life and and run your perspectives and opinions on things and this is something that I have very recently uh, become super engaged with. Um, Definitely in the past I've been aware of it but I recently read a book that completely changed my perspective on everything Um, and that book being The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle or Eckhart, I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name, but Eckhart Tolle, Eckhart Tolle, (laughs) I don't know, but if you haven't read this book, I would highly recommend it. It changed like my whole life pretty much and is pretty much the reason that I decided to restart my podcast. So, um, ultimately, like I said, um, my idea came about because, like, my idea for this podcast came about because um, I was going through a very difficult time a few months ago, back in October. Um, my boyfriend had enlisted in the Marines, the United States Marine Corps, and I <laughs> he he went to boot camp, and I was very alone. But in that time. I had the most, you know, profound life-changing realizations about myself, about my habits and my life, and since he had gone to boot camp, my entire perspective of myself had changed, and a big focus of um, the initial podcast that I had recorded was self-love and being your own best friend and talking positively to yourself, and that was something that I learned was so important (laughs) that I had never practiced before. And um, now I practice it every day and my life has changed for the better because of that. So if you do not practice self-love, if you don't practice, you know, affirmations and telling yourself, you know, I love myself, I am confident, I am strong, I am capable, I am worthy of love, I am worthy of success, things like that that really boost you know, your perspective of yourself, I would really recommend trying that. I'm not trying to tell you what to do or anything like that, but I just know that that worked for me personally and it changed my life. <laughs> and I'm so grateful that I started that. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that really challenging time of my life as well, where my boyfriend was gone. Um, you know, I come from personally a history of codependency and, lack of of self-love and and lack of frankly self-awareness you know I can be or at least I could be in my past and I'm sure 
you know, currently I can be as well. Um, in my past, I was really selfish and, you know, had very self-motivated perspectives. Um, and every day I'm getting better and I'm growing and I'm learning that it's so important to hear others and to value others. And, um, yeah, so ultimately I wanted to start this podcast to not only, you know, heal myself and grow through sharing my thoughts and, 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 you know, coming to an understanding of, of what I'm feeling but also to help other people and to help other people feel less alone. If they're going through similar things as me, that would mean so much to me if I can just help somebody feel less alone in a time of just hardship or or whatever somebody might be going through. Um, And a big reason I started this podcast as well is because when I was going through that rough time, I had listened to very similar podcasts you know, from, from other people around the world who, who were just kind of sharing their life experiences and sharing their perspectives on spirituality and, and that perspective applied to their life situations. And I loved that. And I would just listen to them and I would go on walks and I would feel so much less alone. And it was an amazing feeling, even though I didn't know the person who was podcasting personally, I could listen to them and and hear their insights and hear what they were saying and feel so much less alone. And it helped me greatly. And that, I would say, is the ultimate reason for starting this podcast. I think it is so important to talk out your feelings, at least for me, that helps me. (laughs) I literally (laughs) be sitting here talking about, you know, my feelings to myself. Like, I literally will be talking to myself for hours. Um, And I find that to be so healing and... If I can just record myself talking to myself and potentially help other people, why would I not do that? That's my perspective, at least. So that is my intention for this podcast. There is probably going to be a lot of rambling, a lot of... I don't know. Just (laughs) I'm going to be talking probably a lot about my life situation. And what I mean by life situation is just kind of what's going on in my life, the situations that are presenting themselves to me, my work situation, my school situation, my living situation, just things going on and what I'm learning from those things and how I'm applying, you know, a spiritual perspective to what is going on. And hopefully I can help some people through that. And if nobody listens to this podcast, that's okay too, because ultimately I know that this is going to be helpful for me and that is really important. Um, I would also like to say, um, please excuse any background noises. I'm currently recording in my car. Um, I just got off of work and I felt called to kind of restart this podcast. So um, excuse any background noises. It's actually, it's, so it's, what is it? February 23rd right now. And it's currently 60 degrees where I live, which is not (laughs) normal. Um, So I might have to turn on my air in my car and it might be a little rumbling noise in the back. So please excuse that. Also, please excuse any cars driving by. I hope that you guys can hear the birds um, because I have my sunroof open a little bit. and I can hear like the chirping of the birds and it's very peaceful in the background. So please excuse background noises. This is not a perfect, you know, production of a podcast. (laughs) I'm just trying to share my thoughts. Um, With that, I would like to go into a little bit of detail about myself just so that you know kind of who I am, my background, and all that jazz. So to start, 
Uh, as I mentioned before, my name is May. Um, I am currently 21 years old. I will be turning 22 in about a month, which is crazy. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> it's like I'm getting so old, but also, yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> time. It's like time is going by so fast, but at the same time, like it's so slow. And I feel like I, sh I feel like I should both be like 15, but also like 48. Like <laughs> there's there's no in between. Um, okay, but anyway, so I'm going to be 22 in about a month. Um, I currently live in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, and I, I guess I should go into a little bit of my current life situation. So I recently have had a pretty big life transition. Not Nothing crazy, but um, something that's not particularly normal for me. So I actually, for the past year had lived on the eastern shore of maryland which is so beautiful i love the eastern shore it is so peaceful it is so beautiful and calm um but i ended up moving back to baltimore um to mostly for school reasons and also to find an apartment with my boyfriend um by the way <laughs> he is not a marine he um he ended up getting an injury at boot camp unfortunately and was discharged so in case you were confused about that that is that situation uh so he's not in the marines um what i was about to say something else oh um i am baltimore born and raised so i've been here my whole life except for the past year until moving back here if that makes sense Regardless of that, um, what came with this move was a job transition as well. Um, I currently work in food service, and at this point, that is as specific as I would like to be. I might, you know, bring up specifically where I work later on in the podcast. We'll see where it goes. Um, but as of right now, I work in food service, and what I will say about that is that it is not the ideal situation but that is okay. And I am learning to accept where I am and appreciate where I am because by no means is my job a bad job. It's just not where I want to be. It's not, it's just not where I want to be. <laughs> it's, it's like inherently stressful and it's designed to be stressful. And I, I just don't want to be working at a stressful job. But um, with that said, I will mention that I am currently in school uh, my major is psychology, and with that, my original plan was to be a mental health counselor, but as time goes on, and as my experience in this physical realm grows, <laughs> and as I learn more about the essence of being and what the mind is, the more I kind of find myself swaying with what I want to do. And that's okay. Um, I just, it's, it's very interesting how my perspectives have changed literally within the past few weeks. Um, so I'm not completely closed off to the idea of being a counselor, but I'll go and I'll go more into it <laughs> as this episode progresses. So, um, yeah. So with that said, that is pretty much my current life situation as very generally um you know i'm uh, i'm i'm happy uh obviously things are not perfect but that's okay you know there's always going to be things in life that are not the preference and it's so important to just accept that and not resist because 
I've learned that resistance is literally the cause of suffering and pain. The more I notice that I'm resisting what is and what is going on in my life and what is present, the the more uneasy I feel, the more unhappy I feel. And recently, I've decided I don't want to be unhappy anymore. I don't want to live my life miserable. Like, I don't want to do that. And I feel that up until this point, I've done that. And I've been so attached to my mind, attached to my ego, and I don't want to be that way anymore. So let me go more into this. If you're familiar with the ego, or if you're not, I will uh, I will go into it. So the ego um, pretty much... Um, pretty much is your mind. The ego is pretty much a false identity that is created by your mind that is pretty much composed of who you think you are. And what I mean by that is, for instance, my mind for my entire life pretty much has tricked me into thinking that, you know, I am, you know, okay, let me, let me, <laughs> let me recenter here. I am a girl. My name is May. I am from Maryland. I come from an Italian background. I enjoy music. I enjoy specific TV shows. Um, my job position is a supervisor. And all of these things, you know, over time that I have learned about myself have formed an identity about myself. And so my identity pretty much consists of, you know, very, dare I say, mind-limiting beliefs. And obviously all those things about myself are true to an extent. Like, obviously, yes, I am a female. Um, My name is May. I was born in Baltimore. That is all correct. But that is not who I am. Deep down underneath all of those you know identifications underneath i am awareness i am being i am literally the universe i hope that you can understand that if if this is a new concept to you i hoped i i hope that you can have an open mind about this um and if this does not resonate with you that's okay too you know if if you know, say, say, um, oh, I don't even know. <laughs> All I'll say is that if this does not resonate with you, that is okay. And I am not trying to say this is what you should believe by any means. If this resonates with you, that's awesome. If not, that's totally fine too. <sighs> I'll say that I was raised Catholic. I was raised in the Catholic Church. I was raised to believe in, you know, God, the Trinity. So that being God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit as one entity of God. And that's not, you know, I'm going to preface this by saying no religion is wrong. No religion is right. No beliefs are wrong. No beliefs are right. Everything is just perspective and opinion. And if someone, here's, here's what I'll say. Every individual person holds their own truth. 
whatever that means to them. So if somebody's truth is Catholicism, they believe in, as I just mentioned, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And that's also, I believe, prevalent for Christianity. I, excuse my ignorance. <laughs> um, I, was, I was raised extremely Catholic. I was put in Catholic school for 13 years of my life. So it's very like ingrained in my brain what Catholicism is. And sometimes it's really hard for me to kind of find the line between, you know, general Christianity and Catholicism. Um, but like I was saying, somebody else's truth could be Buddhism and another person's truth could be atheism. And none of that is right and none of that is wrong. It's just one's own subjective truth of what they believe and how they perceive the world around them. And that's okay. You know what I mean? I think what is not okay is telling somebody that they are wrong or telling somebody that they are going to, uh, I guess, telling somebody that they will suffer consequences for believing what they believe in. I don't think that that's right. I think that, like I said, every individual person has their own truth. And that's necessary. You know, that's necessary for people. Some people need to just be told this is what this is this is what that is you need to believe this and that's what it is and some people need to be told that and need to just believe that for their life without questioning and that's okay that's okay everybody is different everybody is unique and that particular example applies to people in my family such as my grandparents who were strictly raised catholic and therefore raised their children Catholic, and therefore I was raised Catholic. Um, But the difference between myself and my grandparents is that, I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm rebellious. (laughs) I, um, to me, I, I, I was for sure a devout Catholic when I was younger, because I was told this, and I felt really passionate about that, and I was like, yes, you know, this, this, this is what I need to believe because this is what is all around me. Obviously, I went to Catholic school. It's what I was being told by my family. And that was truth to me at the time. And it didn't make sense, but I, but I believed it to be truth. But the fact that it didn't make sense and that it didn't resonate with me entirely is what made me begin to question. Not only that... Uh, being in Catholic school for 13 years of my life, I, it, it was almost as if I was ready to rebel against it because it was to be, you know, for lack of a better explanation, it was in a way shoved down my throat <laughs> and it was, this is the truth. This is right. This is what you must believe. And a really small part of me was always like, Why? You know, a small part of me with everything that I was being taught in school, there was always questions that were unanswered and that didn't make sense. And that was the beginning of me questioning and challenging the beliefs that I had been told my whole life. And it got to a point that after I graduated high school, which was my last, you know, experience with Catholic school, after that, I had a crisis (laughs) it was almost it was almost like I did not know what to think of anything and it was it, it was honestly to the point 
where I was shown the movie The Truman Show. And if you've never seen The Truman Show, that movie is about basically your entire reality being fake. And everyone around you is an actor and everything around you is just a movie set. And you are the only, uh, you're basically an experiment. So I've pretty much viewed my life like that. And it, it just, it gave me so many existential crises that I collapsed. I quite literally did not know what to think. And it got to the point that the concept of death would send me into such a big panic that I did not know how to get out of. And I had to just avoid thinking or talking about the topic of death entirely because it was terrifying to me because I did not know. I, I <laughs> The fact that I would die one day scared me beyond belief. It scared me so bad. And I would, I would try to talk to people about it and be like, how do you feel about death? Like, how does that not scare you? And people would just tell me, it's inevitable. You can't do anything about it. It's, you can't you can't change it, you know? It's inevitable. And that would send me even more into a panic. Like I literally I just I couldn't I couldn't wrap my head around it. The fact that one day I would not be here. And it's so funny how things fell into place around this. So I ended up um transferring schools so at this at this time I was at my first college I've been through like five colleges (laughs) at this point um I was at my first college and I had transferred to another college because I decided you know what I don't want to be in debt anymore so pretty much I transferred from a four-year college to a community college and I ended up by the way having a you know 10 times better experience at my community college than I did at my four year but that's another story for another time so I ended up transferring to my community college and I was meant to take a psychology class I believe it was theories of personality and I signed up for this class um and it was maybe a week before the semester started and my professor emailed me and he said this class is canceled we're not having it this semester because not enough students signed up and you have an option between like I don't even remember like you know psych 101 and death and dying and at this point I had already taken psych 101 obviously um because I had already been in college for a year plus I had taken this before I even started college. I I did dual enrollment. Um, Regardless of that, my option was death and dying. And I, (laughs) I was terrified of this class. I was like, of course, of course they would put me in death and dying. Of course they would. (laughs) So I had no choice but to enroll in this class. And I, um, I started taking it and there was one day where everything changed (laughs) it's so dramatic but it's it's crazy to think about now this was about three years ago um so I had an assignment to do for this class and it was I had an option and I, I don't remember what the other option was but one of the options was you know watch this video about a self proclaimed psychic medium who explains what happens the minute we die And I watched this video and 
my entire world shifted. It just, I was, I was astounded by, first of all, this, the, this concept of a psychic medium. I was like, what is this? Like, I knew obviously that psychics existed and that mediums existed, but I had never really looked further into it than that because obviously, well, not obviously, but in the Catholic faith, that's very looked down upon. Like, that is just woo-woo, like, witch magic type, (laughs) Like, like, that's a sin, Um, so that, you know, I had always been discouraged from things like that as a kid. And so I think that that, you know, unconscious belief still remained within me, but this was for an assignment. So it was different. (laughs) And, um, you know, I watched it and like I said, I was just completely, I knew from the second that I watched this video that this is what I needed this this whatever you know this type of belief and energy was was what I needed in my life and from that point (laughs) I even started to get into kind of um the perspective that I wanted to be a psychic medium and and this this particular medium um I'm trying to remember what her name is I think it's Nicole um her 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 YouTube name is Guiding Echoes shout out girl she (laughs) like she changed my life so she deserves it but Um, she was like, you know, anyone can be a psychic medium. It's just a matter of tapping into your intuition and your energy. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I was like, I did not know this. I thought you were born a psychic medium and that was it, you know? Um, regardless of that, that is where my spiritual journey began, or at least my conscious spiritual journey. And from that point, I had begun meditating and really trying to tap into my intuition and that consisted of balancing my chakras and you know cleansing my aura I found a spiritual store it was actually funny how I even found the spiritual store it was literally on the way to my community college the whole time and I didn't notice it until after I had watched this video about the psychic medium and I was like no way like it was like incense and wiccan is that how you say that wiccan wicca i'm so sorry for my ignorance <laughs> but you know basically incense crystals things like that and i'm like oh that intrigues me i'm gonna stop there one day and i did and i bought so many crystals and i bought sage and just like kind of like the 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 general things that i feel like most people do when they kind of begin their spiritual journeys because that's just that's kind of like the beginning of of tapping into energy and and seeing what that's all about so I did that and that was awesome and very simply so many things have happened since that point three years ago I was 19 years old when I began this journey and started to really you know begin to understand what this human experience is about and as I mentioned previously this book that I have read this past month the power of now has completely shifted my entire perspective. I thought that I was spiritual before. I thought that I was enlightened before. (laughs) Girl, after reading this book, oh my goodness, this changed my life. So I was mentioning a little bit before about the ego, and I'm so sorry if that, I don't, I don't even know, like, you know, I don't want to confuse people. I don't want to, like, bring out too much too soon. If you resonate, that's great. If you don't, that's okay too. That's all I'm going to say. So with this book, the author 
really goes into the importance of living in the present moment, which is something that I have struggled with my whole life. And I'm sure most people have, because like I was saying before, we become so identified with our minds and our egos. Um, I'll mention here that mind and ego are synonymous as far as I am mentioning them. So I'm going to start here. If you really think about it, what do you think about most of the time? Like take a second and think, what do you, what, what, what do you, what do your thoughts consist of the majority of the time? You know, say you're driving to work. What are you thinking about? Most likely you're thinking about something that happened in the past that bothered you or something that you wish you could have said to somebody in an argument or even something in the past that was a good experience and you miss it and you wish you were there. Or you're thinking about the future and you're thinking about what you have to do after work or what you have to do later or something that you're stressing about that's going to be coming in the future like a meeting you have a week from you know tomorrow or something like that. Ultimately your mind takes you away from the present moment into the past or into the future. Things that don't even exist. When you think about it, your past does not exist. It's not real. And when I say that, I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, obviously your experiences are real, you know. What you have experienced in your past, your memories, that happened. But those events happened in the present moment. They are not happening right now. And things that happen in the future have not happened yet. They don't exist either. And those events can only exist in the present moment. Something that the author said that really stuck with me is that we are constantly reducing the present to a means of an end. Meaning, the perfect example, driving to work. I can tell you right now that I struggle staying present driving. My mind just <laughs> goes off wherever it wants to go. And, and enlightenment is having the awareness to notice that and bring your attention back to the present moment. And that's really what it is. I don't want... Okay. I noticed. Here's something that I've noticed my whole life. And it always frustrated me. So let's just use the example of... I'm going to use the example of a concert. Concerts, you know, happen planned in advance. You get what I'm saying? So like you purchase a ticket for a concert, right? And that concert's probably going to be like four or five months into the future. And, you know, leading up to this concert, you're so excited. You can't wait for the experience. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be so great seeing whoever you're seeing live. Because obviously you wouldn't have bought tickets (laughs) if you wouldn't want to see them live. Um, Regardless, you are so excited for this experience. And I've noticed in, in in my life, in my experience, when I get to the concert, my mind is thinking about what's the next thing. My mind isn't even present in the moment of the concert that I was looking forward to for months because it is so focused on reducing the present to a means of an end and and wanting something more in the future. It is never satisfied. It wants to be satisfied so bad, but at the same time does not want to and will never be satisfied. It won't. 
your mind lives in the present. I'm sorry, your mind does not live in the present. (laughs) Your mind lives in the future or the past. It wants to take you away from the present. It does not want you to experience the present because by taking you into the future and bringing you back to the past, it gives it more power over you and allows you to create a further identity of it. I hope that makes sense. But regardless of if it does, I am sure that you have experienced looking forward to something and then when that moment comes, it feeling like this is it. (laughs) I have noticed this even before my spiritual kind of awakening and it was so frustrating to me. I'm like, why can't I never be satisfied? I look so much forward to this thing and then it comes and it's like not good enough and I'm not satisfied by it and I'm, I'm wanting the next thing to happen while the, the thing that I was looking forward to so much is currently happening. This is what makes living in the present moment so important. By bringing your attention and all of your awareness into the present moment, you can experience the peace and the joy that it has to offer you right now. Right now. Anything that happened in your past and anything that will happen in your future has been experienced or will be experienced in the present moment. So do not waste your life away by constantly allowing your mind, your ego, to take you out of the present moment, into the past, or into the future. And that's not to say, don't plan for your future, forget about your past. That's not to say any of that. But don't allow it to rule your life and overcome you. Don't allow your ego to make you believe that you are your thoughts that you are your mind because you are not your mind. Think about this. And here's a good point that Eckhart Tolle mentioned in his book. Think about this. Just take a second. Take a deep breath. What is your next thought going to be? You don't know. You can't answer that. You don't know what your next thought is going to be. And that is a really good example of the fact that you are not your mind. If you can become aware of what you are thinking, of what is going on inside your mind, inside your brain, then you are not your brain. That creates two separate identities. If you, if, if something within you can observe your mind and your mind activity and what you're thinking, then you are obviously not your mind. Because you are the one observing your mind. That is you. You are awareness. You are the watcher of your mind. You are the observer of your thoughts. That is you. That is awareness. That is being. That is the life force within you. That is you. And with this belief, when you think about it, the human body, right? The human body is organic. It, it decays over time. As you age, obviously, <laughs> you decay over time. And your body starts to weaken and get more frail. However, the beingness inside you 
is what is real and that can never be destroyed. So while your physical body might die, while while my identity as the world wants or the world sees me as May, as the girl who grew up in Baltimore, Maryland, who works at her food service job as a supervisor, who goes to school for psychology, that May, that false identity that is created by my ego will die, yes. But who I truly am, what I am deep within, underneath that false identity will never die. It cannot die. Anything that is real cannot be destroyed. And that is the same for you. If you, if this resonates with you, you are awareness. Nothing more, nothing less. And by being in the present moment and feeling that life force, that being within your body and tuning into that, you can be free of your mind and therefore you can be free of your problems and free of suffering because you are no longer identified with your mind which creates your problems it creates all of these situations that go on in your life it creates your perspective and so if you're miserable at your job if you don't like your job that's okay Try to accept it. Try to accept that this job is not what you want. And accept that and be okay with it and release it. Because the more you resist, the more you say, I hate this job. I don't want to be here. I want to go home. I can't wait for the time to pass. And you're thinking about the future when you're not going to be at the job. The more you do that, the more suffering you're going to create for yourself. And it's a lot easier said than done. I am aware of that. Trust me. I am not perfect. I am not perfect. But I am trying and I am practicing this every day. As much as I can. As much as my awareness um, can remember that that I'm not my mind. (laughs) And my mind is taking me elsewhere. I'm not perfect. But by practicing presence these past few weeks, I have noticed a dramatic shift in my life you know and and it's like I no longer hold fear I no longer care what others think of me because I'm no longer attached to this identity of May I am experiencing this life as May but that is not who I am deep down and that is enlightenment when you become aware of this and I'll, I'll say that I feel that I'm going through a very slow ego death and I feel like a lot of the time ego death is kind of explained on you know the terms of it was a sudden you know shift in consciousness that completely changed everything and it was so sudden and abrupt and intense and while that can be true and accurate sometimes for some people for me I feel like I'm going through a very slow ego death and it's just slowly occurring you know the more I become aware of things and and understand that the space around me is the same as the space within me it's crazy like it's crazy and my ego is slowly dying and it's slowly being observed by what I really am 
And that is extremely uncomfortable for it because it doesn't want to be known. It doesn't want to be recognized. It wants to keep me identified with it. And it wants to keep me out of the present moment. And it's funny how it manifests that way because (laughs) I've noticed, especially at work, I'll be like, okay, let me try to live in the present moment here. And my mind will come in so sneakily and be like, oh, we don't have time for, for the present moment. We have to figure this, 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 and this, and this out for the future. And it'll trick me and it'll be like, <laughs> no, like I'm trying to do exactly the opposite of that. I want to be in the present moment. I want to experience the peace and the joy that the present moment brings me right now. Because in the present moment, I have no problems The only problems that exist for me are in the future and in the past, which don't exist at all. Oh my goodness. It's crazy. It's crazy. I hope that makes sense and I hope that that resonates. Ultimately, this podcast will be really going deep into that idea and applying that particular concept to the situations that are transpiring in my life. With that said, I would also like to talk about for a second the fact that this new perspective is what is making me question my career choice because I realized as I was reading this book the power of now that if human beings were not so attached to their minds none of us would have mental illness well that's okay that's uh, a bit of an exaggeration I'm sure obviously mental illness will exist for some because I feel that some people are kind of born with, um, uh, you know, defects in their brain that, that cause mental illnesses, but mental illness will not come about due to experience. For instance, what I mean by that is something as, um, common as anxiety, a lot of anxiety, mm -mm, mm -mm. all anxiety is caused by identification with your mind. It is caused by projecting yourself into the future or the past, you know, bringing yourself back to a past experience and experience anxiety because of that, or bringing yourself to a future experience and feeling anxiety because of that. If you were to live in the present moment, there would be no anxiety. You would understand that you are not your mind and anxiety is created by the mind. And if you realize that you're not your mind, then you realize you're not anxiety. And I think a lot of people, myself included, make an identity out of their mental illnesses, such as anxiety, depression, uh, mood disorders, such as bipolar disorder, personality disorders even. And it's crazy to think that if we were not so identified with our minds, none of that would exist. We would all just be present. We would not be ruled by our minds and the limits and the, the confines of our minds We would be here, now, living, experiencing, and loving life for what it is and what it has to offer us in this very moment. None of us would be afraid. None of us would be living in fear. I think we would all be so free, and we would all be so happy. And diving a bit deeper into being and consciousness... The way I understand it is that this entire universe, myself included, you know, this car that I'm looking at right in front of me, these trees, these plants, this grass, the clouds in the sky, the the planets, the galaxies, the solar systems, 
everything is one. It is one being that is trying to become aware of itself. It is a conscious being. And I am not different from Venus, (laughs) if that makes sense. I am not different from another person. When you interact, think about it this way. When you interact with another person, you are looking at your mirror. That person has within themselves the same consciousness that you have within yourself and that you literally are. Every person is consciousness. And with that perspective, none of us are different. And the ego and the mind like to create these identities that make us feel and seem so different from one another. It's why I believe we have so many issues, for instance, with racial injustice. Because our minds make us believe that there is inequality and, and therefore difference between types of people. When in reality, we are all the same exact thing, which is consciousness and being and awareness. And the awareness and consciousness that is, in, that is within me is no different than another person. And therefore, I am not different from someone else. That's not to say that every person isn't experiencing different things, because that's not true, obviously. Every person is experiencing a different life situation, but every single person is experiencing the same life. Think about it that way. So I'm alive, you're alive, my family's alive, my friends are alive. That life is the same exact thing for all of us. Our life situations is what, di- is what is different. So that's a unique perspective to take on. And our egos like to come up with all these different, you know, identities for us and aspects of identity, such as our age, our race, our gender, our socioeconomic status, everything else that makes us different from each other. This world is so based around how different we are from each other. And that's not true. Underneath it all, we are all experiencing life. And we are all conscious and we are all awareness. And that is the perspective of enlightenment. With that, I think I'm going to end the podcast here. I hope that this resonated with you. And if it didn't, that's okay too. I encourage you to reach out to me. Um, I think Spotify recently added a questions option. Um, So please feel free to reach out to me. I also have an Instagram, which I will be putting in the description of this episode because I don't remember the Instagram (laughs) name, but I do have an Instagram. I think it's cloud8pod, but I could be wrong. Um, With that, please feel free to DM me if you have any questions or comments or even if you just like a friend to talk to. I am here. I am open to listen and to talk if you need someone or if you are feeling alone in your experiences. I am here. I am a friend. I am open to listening to you. So with that, I hope you enjoyed my first episode of the Cloud 8 podcast. And I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening.